Still doing what the Lord say, do until he come. That's right. Until he come. He left specific instructions. It is sad when people know what the Lord say, but they struggle at doing like. Not only do they seem like can't do it, but they struggling to do it. Mm -hmm. And God gave us everything to make our walk with him successful. That's right. And he gave us the word. He gave us the fact that we have faith in him. Mm -hmm. And he gave us the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And sanctified people are struggling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you ain't struggling, you wanted to bless. Because mm -hmm. God didn't save us to make it hard. It should yeah. become easy. Mm -hmm. He said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Praise the Lord. And it becomes light when you just learn to submit. Mm -hmm. Everything comes easy when you learn to submit yes. and when you master it. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. When you master anything, it comes easy. And also to the ones that's looking at you, they say, man, that look easy. I could do that. But then they begin to see. It's not as easy as it looks. Praise the Lord. Everybody can look at somebody doing something and say, yeah, that's the easy part, looking. Mm -hmm. But doing is another thing. All right? Praise God. We're going to talk about uh, something relating to Abraham and Sarah. Not necessarily the lesson that we had, but it bears witness with the lesson we had. All right? Okay. Our lesson text given to us is uh, Genesis 21, 9 through 21. And Sarah was the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which was born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore, she said unto Abram, Abraham, cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with the son, with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous to Abraham's sight because of his son. Yes. And God said to Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. And because of the bondwoman and all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken, hearken me, listen, 
unto her voice. For I, for, for in Isaac shall thy seed be called. And 13 verse saying, also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, took bread and bottle of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it in her shoulder and the child and sent him away. And she departed and wandered into the wilderness of Bathsheba. And the water was spent in the bottle. And mean, that simply means that the water was eventually used up in the bottle. And she was cast, and she cast the child under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat down over against him a good way off as if a bow shot. I mean, someone would shoot a bow and arrow, you know, they're going to shoot too far. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and left, lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called unto Hagar out of the widows and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad, and hold him in thy hand, for I will make him a great nation. And God opened the eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled her bottle with water and gave the lad drink. And God was with the lad, and he grew and dwelled in the wilderness and became an archer. And he dwelled in the wilderness of Paran. And his mother took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. Praise the Lord. Now, what I'm attempting to try to get you to see is the fact that we make mistakes in this life. Mm -hmm. Most people that come in here has made a bunch of mistakes. And God knows. Mm -hmm. But God can still bless you even though you have made mistakes. Mm -hmm. When you try to fix it, it seems like it ain't, it ain't working. But when God steps in, it works out fine. Mm -hmm. I am here. You may say I'm blessed. You may say I'm, I'm this and that. I, 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 I'm not saying... I'm saying what you see is someone that made mistakes in life. Praise the Lord. Meaning I grew up, I dabbled in sin, I practiced sin, and, 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 and saluted people that sin, and I've learned from my error of my ways to submit my life and my course and my what's on my mind to the Lord. Mm -hmm. You can't just submit your 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 your, 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 your action to the Lord without submitting your mind. You got to let the Lord see that your mind is, the, is thinking about doing what God wants and doing what's right. Praise the Lord. And in some cases, you're going to suffer. Praise the Lord. But the Bible tells us after you have suffered a while, I will settle and establish yes. you. Now, you don't determine when the suffering should stop. Mm -hmm. 
You got some people in Christ that come to God and they don't say to themselves, man, if God don't do this by this particular time, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> that don't that should not be you. Amen. You don't tell God anything. God tells you. That's right. Praise the Lord. That almost looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost like you and Sister Fraser have a little child called Caleb. Mm -hmm. Then Caleb gonna tell you how things gonna go. Mm -hmm. And you just go along with Caleb. Caleb say, I ain't need that today. I want this. I'm doing this. I'm going there. And you just say, okay, okay. You know how ridiculous that look? Amen. You make yourself as a laughing stock. Like, what kind of parents are you? I mean, parents mean simply mean you are the person that should be leading them, telling them, helping them grow up. Mm -hmm. Instead, they telling you, controlling you. So we can't tell God that because that look out of place. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord, right? Amen. You agree with me on that, right? Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on a little bit. So with our lesson, it's, it, it, it begins to tell us that uh, 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 there were day after day, hours after hours, it has been uh, in the uppermost, in, in, on Sarah's mind. Day after day, hour after hour, Sarah has been thinking about I need to have a child. But she can have one, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know if Sarah was beautiful or ugly. We assume that she was ugly. Now, I mean, excuse me. I might be jumping. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You see, I make mistakes too. <laughs> we assume that she was beautiful, right? Okay. Now, now, the thing what, what we understand about beauty, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Well, one would look at it and say, "Oh man, she's not that good looking." Another one may say, "She's gorgeous. That's just what I want." So it's not for us to judge whether she was beautiful to our standards. She was. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. So we understand that she was a beautiful woman. And yes, her husband Abraham was a was rich in cattle, silver, gold, yes. but still something was missing. Sarah had been constantly reminded of the absence of a baby within her tent. Or oh, everybody else had a baby. Yeah. But Sarah didn't. Mm -hmm. A baby, the cradle in her arms, and the years had slipped. By and with the passage of years, her hope. You got to understand things that you might be hopeful for. For instance, in your lifetime, you might say, "I'm hoping for a house. I'm hoping for this. I'm hoping that." And it seemed like they never materialize, or they never the the, the things never lined up to make it look like they're going to materialize. But you got to still have hope. And as you can see years and years keep going by, and you see yourself getting older, older, older and older, you begin to lose hope to the point where you want it, but you may stop praying. I've had the prayers in my life that I wanted, and I stopped praying for it. Because I stopped praying for it didn't mean I didn't want it. I just simply said, well, there are either two things. God, don't, God in his infinite wisdom saw fit to say, well, he don't need that, mm -hmm. or he don't need that now. Right. Okay? Now, 
you have to ask yourself this same question. The things that I'm praying for, do I need it? Or, or, or if God haven't blessed you with it, is it because he feels you don't need it or you don't need it now? Because the stuff that you're asking for is not sin. Just pray. And sometimes that could uh, affect our relationship with God in the sense of we'll get hung up on the prayer to the point we're so caught up in this thing that we're praying for that we don't even hear what God is telling us to do as far as concerning our lives. You know, not regarding what we're praying for, but just in general. We're just so caught up well, he still haven't, still haven't answered that prayer. Still haven't answered that prayer. Meanwhile, Jesus done told us to do five things, and we still haven't. We just, yeah. Jesus ain't answered that prayer. Oh, Jesus, you still didn't answer that prayer. You know, to make you, uh, if you think about Moses when, uh, you know, he had to get the children of Israel out of Egypt, imagine if he got caught up on the simple fact, well, Lord, I went to him first, and he didn't let them go. <laughs> and, and he ignored everything else God yeah. told him to do. It's like he'll just be in that same nothing would have changed. Yeah, yeah. You know, people would have got caught up. Well, Lord, I, I I did that. It didn't work. So I guess you know. And he just ignored everything else. And that's how we get. God is calling us and asking us to do other things, and we'll just be caught up. Well, Lord, you still didn't answer this prayer, so I'm not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just. Not not gonna do a thing, you know. And and, and and we we would I don't know, the devil would tell you to tell everybody that you're not behaving like that. Right. But you really are. Mm -hmm. Your actions show that I ain't doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned this to my wife. As we I'll say we must be progressing. You don't have to be progressing fast, but we must be at a forward progression. Not, you know, it's all right to go so far and stand still, but stand still is just for a season. Then you keep going forward. Mm -hmm. I like to think that my walk in Christ has progressed to where I'm at now. If I had to stand still or, or backed up, I wouldn't be a pastor now, let alone a bishop. Mm -hmm. So I like to think God sees something that. People don't. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right? Now, but we see that it's very important for us to stay encouraged and keep the hope. Praise the yeah. Lord. Don't doubt. Regardless of what other people do, which the devil uses them sometimes to discourage us. He use other people because we are in this flesh and we need interaction with human beings. Mm -hmm. The Bible says no one is an island. And a person that's in the island is very miserable and depressed and sometimes bitter. So it's very important for us to be, you know, in this way, but keeping hope alive. Don't let your hope of serving the Lord or the hope that fact that God haven't blessed you die to the point where, well, God ain't blessed me and God ain't going to bless me. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for us to remember that we still have hope and God is still in the blessed plan. God loves blessing. God loves doing good things as opposed to evil. God already knows he can do evil and have us all fear him. So it's in God's best interest to do good so that we will talk about his goodness. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, the Lord, look at how slow he is to anger. He has left this, this world, sit around in this dispensation all, almost 7,000 years, and they have rejected him, rejected him. As we see the days coming closer, the less people want to serve him, people are getting to fall away, people are giving in to seducing spirits or doctrine of devil. Even the seduction of, I'm going to do things my way. That's what Satan did. I'm going to do things my way. Anybody with me on this? <laughs> so we can't let that come into our mind that I'm going to do my own thing. When, when God gave us the, the capability to be able to put devil on our feet, meaning that we have power to come to church when the church door open without any excuse. Yes, some people may be working, but some things may hinder them sometimes, but not all the time. You gotta have a heart for God. And God, I can't be sitting at home with a click in my head or on the internet or on some little tech and saying, I ain't going to church tonight. I can't do that. Expect to grow. I mean, y'all with me on this? Y'all believe that? Oh, yeah. You gotta believe what I'm saying, or else you can I ain't going to church tonight. You got you got to see this. Now, okay, excuse me, back to our lesson. I'm trying to get there. Now, so, so. Her hopes had faded that she would bear Abraham a son. What hope are, do you have that begin, is beginning to fade? Mm -hmm. Some people is fading the fact that God ain't coming. Mm -hmm. I don't believe God coming. He ain't Some people, I don't understand how you can put all that investment into, a, into an account and then walk away from it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense to me. That's mine. I earned that. I suffered for that. You, money, it, uh, you look at money. Sometimes people look at money in that same aspect. I put money in this particular account, and they equate that money to blood, sweat, and tears. So you ain't going to come and get my blood, sweat, and tears to eat what I, what I suffered and sweated and cried over. Just to get it in there, you ain't gonna eat. I ain't gonna let the devil take it. You ought to be the same way. So anyway, we see that she wanted to give Abraham a son, and she felt within herself she wasn't able to. Back to Bethel, her God-fearing husband had spoken of a tremendous promise he had received from God. His descendants would be a numerous, as numerous as the dust on the ground. Still, Sarah had not conceived. Amen. There had been no fulfillment of what was promised to Abraham. Yes. Can you imagine the doubt that might have set in his mind? The discouragement? Saying, when, when, Lord, when? Nothing to reassure her that she would be a mother of a great nation. Mm -hmm. Now Sarah's bitterness, a source of great barrenness to any wife in these days caused her to come up with a plan. Yeah. She figured God promised this to my husband mm -hmm. but I don't see it yet. Now she's looking at, I don't get to the point where I don't know, I don't, I don't think I can have no kids. Mm -hmm. Well, she had an Egyptian maid. Mm -hmm. 
in front of you, she's thinking, oh, what can I tell the baby? No matter how much we try, we ain't had nothing. So she look at that maid. That's how the devil do with us. We try to get something the righteous way, and we can't get it. So the devil come up and put a plan in our head, and we think that's it. Everything that jumps in your head ain't God's plan. Amen. But we think it is. God said, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. So she come up with a plan. She decided to have Abraham go to Hagar, which is her Egyptian maid, mm-hmm. her handmaid, and have a child with her. Mm-hmm. Now this was displeasing to God. Amen. God didn't want that. And it was certain to lead to a great disharmony within the home. Amen. You agree? Yeah, man. Sarah didn't ask God. Sarah didn't even bring it. She, she didn't even say, honey, my plan is this. Go. If she felt like God wasn't going to talk to her, she could have said, honey, I got an idea. Let's do this. Better yet, you go pray and see what the, God, see what the Lord said. But Sarah pushed on with her scheme. And Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband as a second wife. Mm -hmm. To be his wife. Back then they were known for having two and three and four wives. Praise the Lord. This is Genesis 16 and 3. Now, she had to sell her husband on the idea. Because no doubt when he first had it, he was like, what? And y'all women can be persuasive. You know, you would think, you know, it's not like they were back in these days. These days you say that, or the wife say that to her husband. What? I get to go have another woman? And that's fine with you? But no, it wasn't like that. He wasn't like, oh, God, oh, for he was. He didn't jump at it, but he was like, he had to listen as his wife explained the plot that she had to go ahead and have to get a child. And as he probably sat there and thought, listen to her, got to take it. Uh, guess my wife can't have no more kids. I guess the only way we could even come close to having kids is through her. So he. Begin to think to himself, maybe she's right. right. Sometimes the woman or our companion may mean good in their efforts, but they're not, they may be wrong. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they may tell us to do something that we may think, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but we go along with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What follows is the story of Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. All entangled in a series of regrettable and heart-trending yes, yes. incidents. It is the account of petty jealousy and female rivalry. It is the story of a cruel hatred and anger. <laughs> Retribution. Revenge. Someone might think God would certainly have this. Uh, uh, distant himself from this, these confused people, right? We hear the scripture say, 
God say God is not the author of confusion. Right. So where confusion is, here's the devil. Right. So you don't think God would have distanced himself from it. Mm -hmm. But instead, though through his sovereignty and grace, the Lord patiently revealed a purpose for each of their lives. Mm -hmm. Right? Any questions so far? Now, let's move on. What does God do with the things we did in the past? What do you think God does with the things we and we what does God do? I ain't saying what you do. You can tell me what you do, but what do you think God does with it? Well, if we ask him, he'll forgive us if we sin again. With the things we did in the past, right? Mm -hmm. Right. He'll forgive us, right? Mm -hmm. In most cases, he'll forgive you quick. But how what do we do? Do we forgive ourselves? Oh. We hold on to that guilt mm -hmm. for years. Mm -hmm. I did this to the Lord. I did this to the Lord. And I remember I, I failed God so many times that I was done in my own growth. Mm -hmm. I was saying, God, I'm no good to the Lord. I failed him in the past. I failed him, failed him so many times. They don't need it. And if God didn't speak to me and tell me what to do, I probably would still be sitting back there on the bench mm -hmm. saying, I feel God's just praying. And that's the trick of the enemy. Is like sometimes we'll end up convincing ourselves we're not even worthy of praying to God, you know, because of, you know, my past. Even though you yeah. could ask for forgiveness, but you feel so guilty, like, oh, no need for me to pray. I done done so much wrong. I mm -hmm. just. You yeah. know, I deserve whatever's coming. Right, right. Mm -hmm. But you know, even in uh, those of us that try to be steadfast, you know, that that guilt can creep in there and say, remember, you know, how you used to do this? And I know I, I was like really battling with that for like probably like two or three years mm -hmm. because of, you know, how the Lord had used me previously. And I was like, what's going on? What's happening? And you know, the enemy be like, see, it's not really worth it. You know, he just be trying to tell you stuff. And if you accept it, it will literally just, you know, drain all all the Lord has poured into you out of you. But you know, I thank God for the word. The word is, you know, a guide. It guides you right back to the Lord. And we know that the Holy Ghost will cause you to look on the word and realize, look, you still can. Just do what I tell you to do. You still can. You know, as I began to think of that, I finally felt myself getting, you know, uh, as free again. Free again. Where you don't feel like, oh, I did this. I asked the Lord to forgive me. But I didn't forgive myself. Because mm -hmm. the Lord forgave me. I asked him, truly asked him. He forgave me. But me, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> you can't do that well, you can't say this and that just be it. You can't do this and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. But you know, the more I began to hold on to the Lord and just speak speak that reality back to myself and realize the Lord has forgiven you. He can use you again. That's when, you know, I realized, oh, I'm still free. Why, why am I acting like I'm not? Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's how the devil comes in with that guilt. I mean, it, sin does bring about guilt mm -hmm. when you have a conscience. Mm -hmm. Once your conscience is seared, <laughs> there's no more guilt. No more guilt. You're right. No so true. Anymore. I would say right. this too, um, Jordan. <clears throat> I heard from my wife and also from our first lady, but 
just saying that, uh, you know, that's a trick of the enemy to mm -hmm. try to, if he can't, I remember uh, my granddaddy used to say, like, he'll either try to push you up and out, meaning that, you know, you just get the big head and then <laughs> the okay. Lord can't, nobody can't talk to you. Or down and out, praise God, where you'll be That's very good. so down on yourself <laughs> until you feel like you're you're not worth uh, anything to the Lord, and that you dug yourself in so deep of a hole that you can't come out of that. Mm -hmm. But then, but then again, it's like it's not on you to try to get yourself out of anything. We have to give it over to God, That's right. and then be like, "Okay, Lord, I got myself into this mess. I, I'm wrong, you know. Like, forgive me, but also, you know, help me to put my to to get my eyes off of what I I I did. Because in a sense, that's almost like you know, foolish pride as well. Mm. Taking all the guilt, all the blame on yourself when the Lord said, "Cast that stuff on me." Yeah, and and it's like you know. If we could just learn how to put our trust in God, I like how uh, in this lesson how you bring it out about uh, Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. God didn't give up on them, and like you said, <laughs> we would think like, why wouldn't God just abandon them after they blatantly disobeyed Him or whatever like that? But it's like God is long suffering. If you really truly make up in your mind and your heart, I'm gonna do what the Lord say. There is no like hole you can dig yourself into that the Lord can't get you out of. Amen. If you make up in your mind, I really truly want to serve he God. Knows he knows. You know, he, he knows whether you whether you're real or not. Because some of us, you know, like I said, we could be in here or whatever, but our mind is not truly made yeah. up. And the Lord, one day, he's gonna do the separating, the wheat from the tares. <laughs> you know, so it's it's like, man, it's it's if we can be honest with God and just be like, Lord, I I did this, whatever, you know, help me, you know, to be uh, right. Help me to do what you say do. God will help us. He'll give us the strength and he will help us to be uh, that one that he is proud of. Man can't put us in, 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 in no heaven or hell or whatever. You know, people be like, oh, you did that. You this and that. That's nothing but a trick of the enemy. If I know that God is forgiving me, I have to get up and keep on doing what God, as Sister Father was saying, doing what the Lord told me to do. Now, I don't know if my wife, very good, I don't know if my wife even noticed that I was digging myself deeper and deeper mm -hmm. into a hole that I couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. And it was compound with the fact that I was young in the Lord and they treated me like I didn't know nothing. And what I did know, or my opinion, didn't matter. Mm -hmm. That kept me in the hole, praise yeah. Lord. But I, but God began to tell me, forgive yourself for what you did in the past, and that's that because what you did in the past is not a disqualifier that I can't use you in the future. Amen. Meaning you made mistakes, but that most people did make mistakes before they came, and maybe they made mistakes while they while they were here. This was a situation here that. Abraham could have said, no, honey, we ain't doing that. But he went along with it. Because mm -hmm. he thought that maybe that's what the, But the thing is, uh, the Lord would have, I'm sure the Lord, he should have thought the Lord would have told me to take the handmaid. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. 
But who gets who let who who's ear that we listen to mostly if God ain't talking? That person we lay beside? Yeah. My wife. <laughs> right. Or what we wanted to do. Right. Oh, because we, we, <laughs> we may not. No, listen, listen. We may not confess that or we may not believe that. But if God ain't talking to me, mm-hmm. she talking to me. Right. Now, and she has an influence on me. She's able to, you know, I may be the head, but it's just, oh, I'm a, I heard some sister say, you know, yeah. somebody, she's the neck to turn the head, you know. She talks, I listen. I may, may not always want to do it, yeah. but I do consider it. I listen to it, and I let it process. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But we got to understand that we make mistakes. See, we... I asked the question, what does God do with the things that we have did in the past? See, we, 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 God, we, we're trying to learn to live with the miracle of the fact that God accepted us and our mistakes. Yeah. He didn't wait for you to get perfect. Mm-hmm. He know when you came in, you might have slipped and made a mistake, but he accepted us and our mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out how we can fix the, the mistakes and then realize that we need to put it in God's lap. Let him do it. The mistakes going to fix themselves based on your submission. If we don't submit and learn to follow God the way God set it up, we and then we realize in your submission, the mistakes get little and little, less and less. Amen. That's so true. And then you got to, you know, before you realize, you taking a victory lap. Yeah. Because you got to, not victory lap saying, look what I've done. You said victory lap pretty much, look what the Lord done. I didn't think he was able to do it. Right. I was just praying Simon said coming to church because I knew it was right. But I didn't see no change and all of a sudden it changed. Mm-hmm. So now we, we, we're living in a world that, that where sin is commonplace mm-hmm. and obsessive, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still wrong where society more often seems to be in a dramatic free fall. Right. Right? Everything. Smart. Corona and all this other stuff. Worldwide, some 42 million abortions are performed every year. They're trying to stop that. 13% of, of the those terminating their pregnancy is in the United States describe themselves as born again or evangelical Christians. College campuses are notorious for their parties. We know that. Mm-hmm. We've attended some college camping parties. Wild Friday nights and Saturday night drunken parties. Now, that's why I'm concerned about when somebody's getting ready to go off to college. I'm like, oh God, no word and much temptation. Generally, mm-hmm. they go away to college and they come back changed. Mm-hmm. And generally, not for the better. In the United States, there are about 1.8 million unaged drinkers. About 1.6 million alcoholics in the United States are women. In Canada, the rate of these, the rate of the use of marijuana by youth, 15 to 20 percent, is three times higher than it is for adults 25 years or older. Eight of 10 sexual abusers of children are family members or people 
who whom the child actually knows. Mm -hmm. Right? We hear about stories on the news. Statistic is staggering. No wonder when people first visit the Apostolic Church, they often come under a load of guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. They have problems when they walk in. Yes. They don't realize it's a problem that, that can be alleviated by submission to God and accepting Jesus Christ. But they don't realize that. But we all came in with problems. Regardless of what the problem was, we came in with a problem. We may have came in with this problem, that problem. I came in trying with the problem of the fact that my wife, my, my girlfriend left me. I I thank God that I, she meant that much to me that it bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said, well, she just gone. Too bad. I tried to pretend like it didn't bother me, but it did. Mm -hmm. But So a lot of people come in messed up. We came in messed up. Amen. They often come to God as a last resort because everything else they have tried has failed. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Those, these are seriously wounded who are looking for refuge, mm -hmm. looking for help. Some, some may come in here looking for help to get that problem fixed just so they can go back. But, and they'll try everything they don't know how. A place where people really care about them. They begin to notice this. Yeah. These people past have been filled with pain and their future is uncertain. They know the past are filled with pain, but they don't see a future. So they, I don't know, what am I doing here? What's the purpose of this? In some people's case, they come in and they think it, this is just a show we putting on. Mm -hmm. And we standing there feeling like, I, I, I can't put my mind in, I can't get into this show. Right. I can't get into this, this new play, this new act. Mm -hmm. So they check out in their mind before, and then eventually their body checks out. They go back to the thing. Frequently, it is hard for them to believe there is anything left to give them hope. Because they had put hope in self. They realized before they got faith in God, they realized there is a word that, that can redeem them, there's something else that can change them, they just had hope in self. It takes a miracle of God to transform a sinner's life, but the Lord still performs miracles. Yeah. Yeah. He is a God of hope. We talked about in Romans 15 and 13. When he saves us, it is through the mercy mm -hmm. of his word yeah. that indicates his abundant power to meet tremendous needs. Yes. Amen. Somehow, in the midst of our confusion and what am I doing here and all my uh, uh, turmoil that I'm going through, we find a glimmer of hope and we grab to it. Our deepest sins, our greatest offenses against God and against our family members uh -huh. can all be blotted out through the blood of Jesus Christ. Any question? God allows many of our scars to remain also. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah. Yeah. You do. We would think God would just heal us from the scars and get to the point. We don't. 
<laughs> if the hurt that you experience in Christ, thank you, Jesus. If the hurt you experienced in Christ was visible with the naked eye, you'd be seeing the mark here, the cut there, yeah, the that yeah, there, yeah, the knot yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We see, we, 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 but they, these are inward scars that we, we, we're sensitive to and it bothers us, but yet still we act like nothing wrong. But we are still scarred. Praise God, right? Now, I, I, it made me think about that song, uh, the Donna Lawrence song. May have some scars, but I'm healed. It's like heal. God will heal you, like you said, but you still have those scars. But it doesn't mean you're not healed. God Amen. still heals you. Yes, we got the scars, but it's like a reminder. It's almost like our testimony. That's a form of like. You know, reliving it all over again. When you tell your testimony, it's like it's almost like you go back to that place where you were at the time when it was happening, and you like can see yourself, or you can feel it. Sometimes bring tears to your eyes, or it, it just you feel it in your heart and your soul. You like, man, I remember that. You know, but it, it and sometimes it hurts. You know, it is a scar, but you can say, man, but God has brought me from yeah. the mighty. Yeah. 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 You gotta remember where you come from mm -hmm. in order to get where you're going. If you don't, if you forget where you came from, you're liable to go end up right back where you started. Yeah, so you gotta remember that. God allowed many of us, many of our scars to remain because our thinking is changed through the salvation experience. Mm -hmm. He let us see that our thinking has been changed. Amen. So we we know where we started, but how we used to be, and we see how we are now. But and sometimes when we know where we started, we see where we are now. We don't think there's any further to go. But God said, I still see some change That's coming right. beyond your, what you see. That right. there is a new joy and a new heart and a new purpose for our living. Yes. The wounds and bruises. And the sores have begun to close and uh, heal, and they begin to heal. Uh, uh, Isaiah 1 and 6 talk about this. Daily, we can be washed and made clean by Christ's blood. Daily, we can be refreshed by His Spirit. Still, while we are fully, while we are fully forgotten, have forgotten our sins, there may be lingering moments of pain and regrets. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right? And these, they, they come back to us every now and then to remind us where we came from. Mm -hmm. And it, sometimes it keeps us with the mindset to keep going on. That's right. At least I forget where I came from. Mm -hmm. And end up back there. Mm -hmm. If someone had a mind to backslide, they need to think about where they came from. Mm -hmm. Then they remember where they came from and say, oh, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> I'm like a dog that vomit, and I turn back to my vomit and start eating it. God allowed the scar to remind us of our past. Not everyone will appreciate the, and understand how our lives have been transformed. Unkind words we have spoken in the past may return to haunt us when we are dealing with an estranged marriage partner 
or with injured children. Mm -hmm. We have said something, talked about somebody, and sometimes that comes back on us. We may have left a long trail of debt in the dust behind us, our physical or even mental health may have suffered because of our foolish ways. Mm -hmm. We just did something and we said, man, if I knew what I knew now, mm -hmm. I would do things a little bit different. Amen. But if you still did anything a little bit different, you still may suffer. Because in most cases, when we didn't have God on our side, mm -hmm. we did whatever we did to get ahead. If we, if we knew we had to tell a lie to get ahead, we would tell it. Mm -hmm. A lie would be quick to take, just sell, just to have things better or have our way. But in Christ, we don't do that anymore. At least we should. Mm -hmm. So God allowed many of our scars to remain so we can see where we come from. And not only that, we're able to tell other people with our testimony, what, what, how we used to be. For you to go and tell somebody that you used to do this, you used to do that, they'd be like, you? Amen. No, not you. I can't, I can't see you. <laughs> they, not only can they not see me high, they can't see me at the club, mm -hmm. on the dance floor, mm -hmm. dancing to that world of music. It, it, it's just something that you just can't imagine. But it was true. We must take responsibility, right? It is... It is in every living part of us that our faith usually is tested. It is during our living experience that our faith is tested, right? And it's going to be tested, even now. How will we shoulder the responsibility now that we are Christians? I remember I thought that. How can I do this as being a Christian? And I said, I got an idea. I won't let them know I'm a Christian. Mm. Most people are ashamed that they're a Christian or they don't want people to know they're Christian because they still have that old mindset. Mm -hmm. So they try to act like they ain't a Christian. Yeah. They taper, they cut a few things, but they try to act and dress the same way. Hence, mm -hmm. the fact that people used to pick at me because I didn't conform to the new style of dressing yeah. when I first got yeah. saved. Yeah. I kind of kept my own, my old, I don't know, I had a little, my own swagger, let's put it this way, my own style, and I wanted to keep it, and they, they, they ridiculed me for it. Mm. That could have, that, that almost had an a, a, a adverse effect. Mm. The devil will use whoever he will to discourage you. The thing is about the devil, we we don't always know the devil using us. Yeah. We think because we've been saved ten many years, that many years, that these many. We know what the devil. You don't know what the devil uses you. I could be on a fast and tell my wife. I could come to church and the Frazier could say, "I'm gonna take you out to dinner." <laughs> and I say, "Or oh, look what I bought. I bought us something to eat at the church." I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You know, you don't know the devil using you. You thought you, you came up with a good deed. The devil knew you was on the fast, so he put it on your heart to go buy donuts or go buy whatever it is he's going to buy and bring it to you. It wasn't, see, the devil has a, a his, his, the devil 
to jest up to our mind. We in turn say, I'm going to do it or I ain't. We didn't know. It's a prayer. For you to sit there and say, I ain't going to do nothing, I ain't going to get back there, I ain't gonna, I'm just going to go to church, and I'm going to go home feeling good about myself, the fact that I went to church. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't shoulder the responsibility to do anything about it. What the word said. You just heard it, put it one end out the other. We have to respond in a positive way, the way God intended for us to respond. And the right way to respond, if you have God and touch your heart, you, you, you begin to say, I want more of that. More of that touch. More of that softening. Make me become, we come, may come in hard and callous, but God knows how to soften that heart. Amen. And, and that word, that word of softening, make you so tender hearted, so yes. caring, so empathy, and all these other things that we get used to be like, oh man, you a wuss. Now, oh man, we, we sympathize with we, we touch by your infirmities now. Now, so, but we, we, but we come in thinking, how can I, how can I shoulder this responsibility now that I'm a Christian? Our task may be too higher than it was before. It may be just as high as it was or before or more. Right. Some days we, it may just be as stressful as others. Right. There may be an unexpected problem that challenges our faith in times of Crisis that shake our emotion. Mm -hmm. Someone dies, someone gets sick. A lot of people don't show up to work. You have to try to shoulder your work and their work and their work and their work. And you sit up there, you all mad to the fact that 
I, I ain't Superman or Superwoman, but yet still you got to do it the best you can. Sometimes we may find it hard to pray or even to focus on the things that we need that need to be done. Yeah. We will have such a hard day. We'll come to church and all that. We fight sleep more than we listen. Yeah, yeah. But we must realize that we are accountable to God. Amen. We are accountable to God. It's very important that when I come in here, I get something. I don't walk in, we all walk in with a bag. Yeah. But when we leave, is that bag full or something? Got something in it or is it empty? Right. Your bag is you. Right. The word, God is putting something out. Are you taking it and putting it in you and saying, you know, I, I may not have got everything, but I got something. Got something. Yeah. Yeah. Or did I walk out and go home and look in that bag and it's still empty? Jesus. You don't go to the store like that. You go to the yeah. store and you walk out with something. Right. Something. With something, praise the Lord. The store got too much for us. God word got too much for us to walk out yes. with nothing and say, I ain't get nothing. Yes, yes. You ain't got nothing because you checked out before you came in. That's right. You didn't want you wasn't awake, you wasn't alert to it, you not you didn't get you didn't come in thinking, I'm accountable to God for this word. I got everything done. His love for us deep. He loves us deeply and will and with his help, we can carry on and do what he said. When things go wrong, it is easy to blame circumstances and others for what has happened. Well, the reason why I didn't go to church, the reason why I don't go to church, the reason why I gave up church. It's easy for us to blame other people instead of self. However, we need to realize that we are the responsible one because of past sin. It's your fault that you ain't come to church. Don't blame me. I can't make you come to church. You can't make nobody go to church. You can stop going. I can call you and coach you and beg you and all that. But the bottom line, the ball is still in your court. You can. In, in the game of football, you got the ball. You got to run it. Mm-hmm. I go and say, you got the ball, Frazier. I'm using this time. You don't mind. You got the ball, Frazier. What you going to do with it? Come on. Run with it. Run. Get your touchdown. And you sit up there and say, well, you know, I'm tired of that. People look at me funny. Well, stop making a big responsibility that you got the ball in your court. Run with it. Yes. Get your touchdown. Mm-hmm. Make your point. Mm-hmm. You ain't making it stay at home. The devil there cheer. Anytime we don't show the responsibility that we are being seduced by the devil. Seduction don't mean you are simply being seduced by Sexual seduction. There are all types of seduction. Seduction of the spirit that's trying to get influence on our mind and control us. He's seducing us to say, I'm not going to church. He seduced us to say, I'm not going on Sunday. He seduces us to say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want when I want. This is seduction. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we must bear the responsibility or the consequence of my action. We have to say, it's re- it, it ain't because the word ain't being preached. It ain't because of this. It ain't because you, it's because of you. Mm-hmm. And you alone. Mm-hmm. You have to, God gave us power to prove Satan and keep him on our feet. Yes. 
put the devil, make the devil out of a liar, crucify, and stand on what he's telling you to do by saying, now nah, what you gonna say? I came with you. You you stay at home and say, I ain't going to church. Do you get up and go? All of a sudden the devil stop talking. Amen. Because what he was trying to get you to do, you didn't do. You came to church. So he's now he's quiet. Now all you think of is sit down and regroup and think, well, I'm gonna work on them next time. Yeah. But if he knows something working, he gonna always throw that. If he know every Wednesday or Sunday, it's, if I make the job hard, they ain't gonna go to church. Mm -hmm. Then you ain't gonna go. And two, uh, like you said, like he gonna keep on coming at you, but it's like he trying to lull us to sleep. He don't care, like from the, like from the pastor down to everybody. He's going to work on all of us and hope that one day I'm going to catch it. He, you know, the devil, he doesn't, he don't give up. You know, he don't quit. So he's going to keep on coming back at you. And those that allow him in one time, he's going to come back again until he gets you to that point where you fall asleep. It's like now, whereas you was putting up a fight, a good fight, then it was like you was putting up a little fight, mm -hmm. and now you put up no fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's it's how, like that's how fights usually be. Right, right. But that, it, that, the, that's why the word tells us, you know, we have to fight the good fight of faith, man. We have to continue to like really, as you said, take that responsibility and run with it. Because if you don't, the devil is gonna try. He gonna continue, man. Continue to attack us. Continue to come at you and try to seduce you until he gets you, lull you to sleep, and then, you know, who knows what can happen. The rapture might come, or you might die in your sins, and then you end up missing out. There are two things we want to make sure we be ready for, the rapture and death. Amen. Each one ain't, ain't, ain't don't give you heads up. Amen. Each one, they don't. But we want to make sure that at any given moment in time, I'm ready. And we must bear that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Meaning the ball is in our court. We can't sit at home and say, I'm ready. We can't go by, uh, to the front and say something good. How sometimes the Lord allow us to test each other. Mm -hmm. He allow the devil to go talk to them and tell them, uh, encourage them to buy something. And they're going to do something to tempt us. We are tested outward and we are tested in. Mm -hmm. our, our test naturally so in our natural form body, in my body now, I get tests from other people and I get tests from my inward, meaning the devil put a thought in my head to see if I'm gonna react. Mm -hmm. That's an inward test. Mm -hmm. No one knows that he's telling me to do that. No one knows that I'm being tempted to do that. But then another test is when somebody come at me and they coming up against me. Up, yeah. These two are two tests that we must pass consistently. Amen. At any given moment of time, we gotta show the Lord that you don't work, you don't, you don't perfect it did. Watch me, Lord, and we just pass. <laughs> we don't pass sticking our chest out or bolting. We just say, Lord, you, you I, I see what the devil does. Yeah. Right? Man. So people come in here now, they want to point finger, let them point. What they doing, they, they, they cradling that ball. They come in like this, and they point finger at you. <laughs> and you look at them, Almost wanting to laugh. Like, oh, come on. 
You got the ball in your hand, man. Just... <laughs> what are you pointing that up for? You got it. You got it. But you saying, we got it. Mm -hmm. Really, you got it. Amen. Run with it. Amen. We all got our own ball. Amen. Or you may say crawl. Run with it. Man, score your point. That's right. we, 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 we almost like we're at a, 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 a sports game. The poles are teaming with the devil. The devil trying to win, we trying to win. With the balls in our court too with, but we sit up there forfeit and letting the devil run all over us, pointing at each other, say, oh, they, I would, but they playing too hard, and that way you ain't <laughs> But sometimes they point at us and like we on the devil's side against them. And we don't realize we here to help. That's it, man. Ain't no, well, I know, I ain't here to point no finger at nobody. Who am I? So we got to understand that. We bear that responsibility. So we, the uh, the new Christian must admit to those who were who they hurt. Also, mm -hmm. this is what's wrong with a lot of people why they can't come won't come back. But when they come back, they need to come back and admit that they that we didn't hurt them. They was really trying to hurt us by leaving, mm -hmm. or whatever it is they did. They, they really. They need to come back and admit, I was wrong. And that's usually what coming back means, I was wrong. I left and I, I shouldn't have left, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But people got, the devil like, oh no, you got too much pride. Amen. Jesus, Jesus. I left, I came back. Mm -hmm. I was wrong for leaving. Mm -hmm. I, was, I don't feel like I was wrong, I was upset for getting upset, but I was wrong for leaving. And not only that, the scripture constantly remind me, somebody offend you, forgive them. Well, wow, it's Amen. Easy, Amen. easy to do that when the sinner do that, but when somebody that pray yes. with me, yes. worship with me, sing with me, do it. I can't forgive you, now you hurt me. Mm -hmm. You gotta forgive them too. Amen. You can't just pick and choose who we're gonna forgive. Mm -hmm. Jesus has one in his, in his inner court with him to, to deceive him, to lie to him, and have him put to death. Mm -hmm. If all he had to do was ask the Lord to forgive me, would have forgave him. Yeah. Just like he forgave uh, 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 Peter. He denied me thrice. Yeah. But but they got they got to come to that conclusion. They got to realize that I was wrong. Please forgive me. He or she can say to the former spouse or to the former person, it was my fault, I'm sorry. Mm. I was blaming you for something that really was me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, right? Yeah. So God see it, look, we're dealing with Sarah and uh, Abraham and they made a mistake, but God said I forgive them. Yeah. So I'm gonna help. What are we gonna do when somebody come in and offended us and come in and say, I'm sorry? We're gonna forgive them. And embrace them. And we should forgive them before they even ask it. Now I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We should. That's right. The spiritual growth sometimes manifests by by are you willing to forgive somebody even if they don't ask? Yeah. If someone molested you as a child and you happen to see that person, will you happen to go up there and say, 
or would you just have in your mind you say, I don't forget them? Any question? Because of the bad past or bad choices in the past, unwelcome thoughts may crawl into our consciousness, threatening to destroy our peace of mind. We have made some choices, and because of the, what we did in the past, it threatened. We we had peace, but all of a sudden here it comes. Yeah. Remember, remember, remember. But even in this, we are overcome. The conflict of the past may not be forget forgotten, but they can be forgiven mm-hmm. as you dwell in the goodness of God and think about. His blessings, hope, and joy will come into you and come into your heart. The Lord can calm the storm that the devil's trying to start up. See, by putting them thoughts in your mind, he's trying to start a storm. But the Lord can come in and say, oh, no, 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 I forgave you. Now you forgive yourself. Yeah. It's like the Lord, when the Lord took, spoke to me and told me, it's some things we can encourage each other, but a lot of times we don't know what's going on in that mind anymore. Yeah. God does. Yeah. That's why we hear from God through a song, through a testimony, through the word being preached. But sometimes God speaks to us in our prayer life. Mm-hmm. Or oh, he may give you a dream or a vision. Or he may just begin to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's good if the Lord talks to you. That encourage, that's encourage you to say, I need to live on even more, God. It's unfit to talk to me. Right. Paul wrote, finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Praise the Lord. So we need to think on them. Now, sometimes our choices we make or will make you say, Life is not fair. Mm-hmm. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. Life ain't fair. Mm-hmm. This just ain't right. Me and Sister Feather, I don't know if Sister Feather said it more than me, but I think I've said it more than her. Life ain't fair. Mm-hmm. As we ride down University Drive headed south, and all the restaurants are crowded, <laughs> and I wanted to just take my wife out to dinner, but all I had was maybe $10 in my pocket. Life ain't fair. I'm serving the most high God and I can't even take her out to eat. We had credit debt so far that I'm in a hole. Mm-hmm. That really bothered me so much. I said, I used to say, Lord, whoa, this doesn't, how, how am I supposed to endorse the Lord and I'm in this state like this? Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to last forever. Mm-hmm. But it did. But now we talked about the the, the, the the story of Sarah and Hagar and, and, and Abraham. Abraham, right? But I wasn't talking about that story for us to get deeper into it because we know the story. I wanted us to see that when we make mistakes, God forgive us and keep going. Now, people that backslide, God forgive them. 
and he began to talk to them, especially if they got the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Now they have to have enough humility in them to say, yeah, let me, let me, let me. Let me. You probably make you say, I ain't taking <laughs> Pride is overrated. Yes, yes. Tremendously overrated. Amen. Pride will keep you out of hell if you ain't careful. So we ought to make the right choices. Gee, I, I talked about life ain't fair. And, and, and we may think that life ain't fair, but it, 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 it is. But even when we are. We, we, we deal with, with the conflict of the past may not be forgotten, but we begin to see that we can still learn from it. Yes. And it's good that we don't forget about it because now we use that testimony to help other people get there. This is our testimony. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it may be old to others, but it's new to somebody else that just came in mm -hmm. to see what you had went through. Yes. I ain't going to let you get saved easy. I'm going to let you fight. Amen. That's why he said put on a good fight of faith. If, if, if you didn't have to fight, what's it, why, did, what, why would he say put, put, put on a good, uh, you know, fight the good fight of faith? Mm -hmm. Lay her hand on eternal life. You know, you got to fight for it. You know, it's no different than you fight for your children, you fight for your wife. The most meaningful thing in your life, you fight for it. Now, if God is meaningful in your life, you will fight for it. You will let the devil trick you or confuse you or get your mind to the point where you say, I don't want to do it. Right. Look for an excuse not to instead of an excuse to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Any comments so far? I want to remind you that wrong must be forgiven. And God has always initiated the fact that he loved us and he forgave us by drawing us. Yes. Giving us a mind to forgive people. We have to understand that if we wrong so much, don't have enough pride to say, go back and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Praise Lord. You're definitely wrong if you're going against God. God's plan is that we remain faithful to him. Mm -hmm. I hope I've said something concerning this lesson now help y'all in this journey. The more I can save time to inspire, I need to stop right now. But God has been able to help us even Hagar and Abraham.